Thank you, Jeff, and uh, it's a delight to uh, have all of you with us tonight. I was watching on Facebook a moment ago, and boy, a lot of you have a sense of humor, and you throw your praise out there and, and your comments, and we are delighted about that. As a matter of fact, we'd like to encourage you to tell your friends and family members that ordinarily may not watch us online, do that. Get them uh, watching us on Wednesday night and then, of course, Sunday morning. We are preparing big time for what Jeff mentioned a moment ago, this, uh, this drive-up service that we're going to have. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time together as we enjoy the blessings of the Lord. Well, I, I uh, had, had uh, several individuals that needed prayer today, and we certainly prayed for them but I also got uh, two individuals that had major miracles. One, one major miracle was this, a young man who the doctors uh, just absolutely were certain that he had a brain tumor. And as a result of that, uh, the family, of course, began to dive into prayer, and he had the proper uh, MRIs done and, and all that went with that. And then the last MRI that they, uh, they did, uh, I guess just today, came back and said, hey, we found out what the problem is. The problem is not a brain tumor. It's not cancer. It's none of those things. It's something that we're simply going to watch. And uh, you, you get a good A-plus on your health and on your healing. And, and you might know that family went berserk in a positive way, thanking God for it. Uh, my friend, of course, Larry Boone had good results uh, today from surgery yesterday, coming through that critical accident. My friend Gary Wiggins. And then, I, I don't know about you, but remember, we pray uh, AM 714. That's in the morning, 2 Chronicles 7.14. In the evening, uh, of course, today, uh, 2 Chronicles 7.14. You might say, well, what if I miss that time? Well, you can pray anytime. We just want to let you know. And then we always, always, always uh, want to say uh, we're praying for those on the front line. That's what media gives to the nurses and law enforcement agents and emergency workers and the doctors and all that are on that front line exposing themselves to potential uh, COVID-19, and yet they're there to be sure that our citizens and many of our friends get properly treated. So let's remember them and give them kudos uh, anytime that you can. I was in McDonald's, this might surprise you, Sunday morning, and there was a law enforcement officer uh, that uh, was behind me, and there were no lights on or anything like that. It's too early for that. I told the server, I said, uh, I said, I'll, I'll pay for their meal, whatever it is that they want, you know. You're pretty safe to be able to say that. If I'd have been at Burns Steakhouse, I may not have said that, but I'll, I'll take care of that meal. And she said, oh, he is essential. And so there is no charge for him. I said, well, thank God. That's, that's wonderful. Aren't you grateful that that the culture in which we live is in a giving attitude. And I want to thank you because you have proven yourself faithful. It's not by accident. When you give in the middle of a pandemic and you're faithful and you can't come and sit down in your section on a pew right now, and we're looking forward to that time when you can return and you remain faithful to God. You remain in tithing, in your worship, in your Bible study, and we just thank you so much. 
And right now I'm going to pray blessing on you. Pray that God will touch in a phenomenal way. Here we go. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you because I know that you are the God, not only of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but you are the God of today. You're omniscient, you're omnipresent. God, I realize that you are everywhere. We thank you now. We pray for those in leadership guiding us in our government, whether it's nationally or state or local, whatever the case. God, we pray for those leaders. Give them wisdom in the name of Jesus Christ. And God, we're looking to you because there's so many decisions that need to be made. And God, we don't have the answer, but boy, we sure are out there fishing for them, looking for the wisdom, trying to find guidance and everything that we do. And God, you have never failed us. So as we pray tonight, would you heal those that need a touch? Would you touch those, God, who may be afraid and wonder if they're going to be exposed to COVID-19? Give them a peace that passes all understanding. We look to you and we thank you, Lord Jesus, because we know you do not fail. Now, I want you to bless the businesses. I want you to bless every family. I want you to meet every need, oh God. And we'll give you praise and honor, and we'll do it no matter what you do, Lord. We just want you to know how much we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can say amen out there. I know whether you're at home, in your living room, or in your car, or in your bedroom, wherever it may be. We thank you so much for tuning us in on this Wednesday night. We, we appreciate our worship team and the tech team, all of those individuals, the musicians come in to have this special time with you. One of the great disappointments that we're going through tonight, right now is many of the, for example, high school seniors and college seniors, uh, they're, they're wondering, boy, we, we missed a lot of pomp and circumstances. We missed a lot and it's our last year, our senior year in high school, senior year in college. So many things that ordinarily, traditionally take place, and, and we miss that. And we know that there are some uh, things that are substituting for that. We heard and read the other day that at Joker Marges Stadium out there, Publix Arena or Stadium now, that that high school seniors are going to be able to graduate in the open field. And we know Southeastern University is going to do theirs virtual online. And so a lot of things are happening. But you know that what we traditionally do, what we usually do, and sometimes take for granted, it's not going to happen this year the way that it always has happened. But we're tough and we're believers. Now, if you're a high school senior, it may not be that you're able to just pick your emotion up like that so, so easily. Uh, maybe you say, well, boy, I waited to my year and here we are and, and I'm disappointed. Well, it really is setting you up for an opportunity to be able to grow as a young person to grow through this and say, wow, there, there'll be other disappointments in my life. And you know that there'll be other things that will take place that won't come to pass, that it won't work like you thought it should. It's kind of like a person throwing a big party and get all the invitations out and all that goes with it. And the party date comes and nobody shows up. And the host of the party is thinking, what, what in the world, you know, what, what happened? Did the invitations not make it to their destinations? Did, did we not put postage on? Did, did people just say, we don't, we don't want to come? And you spend agonizing hours over why it, it didn't happen. Sometimes life is 
just that way. And in our text tonight, in the message entitled Breakthrough, we find that Joshua and the people of Israel are at that stage in their life. Uh, They've been promised for 40 years that somewhere out there, there is a, a promised land. They've been told if they remain faithful, many of them and the second generations out there, that one day the the fruit and vegetables in that land would be beyond anything they could they could imagine. They're tired of the same old meals over and over, but they hung on to a promise. And then when they get close to that promised land, we find out that their major leader, O Moses, Moses dies. And they thought, boy, with him, as long as we had him, as long as we could see him, as long as we could lean on his wisdom. He wasn't a perfect leader, and many times we mistreated him, and now he's gone. And now in the midst of that, there's even more disappointment. They know Joshua, but he's not been tested on the big scene. How do you manage those kind of disappointments, Un- unfulfilled expectations? You, you're like, well, there was a promise that didn't come to pass. It's like we did everything that we were supposed to do, planned it right way ahead of time, and all of a sudden we come up, we come up short. Or in fact, you find that you held on in your faith and you believe God for something, something really supernatural, and it just it just didn't take place. And you can be left with ashes, you can be left with broken promises, you can be left with crashed dreams. What what do you do when it doesn't turn out, when it doesn't happen like you think it should? Now listen, as long as there is breath, there is hope. You can post that. As long as there is breath, there is hope. Sharon and I were out the other day, she had uh, some little plants that uh, I guess some kind of a plant that she has tulip or something and she walked down and she said look at there that plant is coming right right out of the dirt she said it, it was unbelievable I didn't I didn't even was know it was there and in another place she just threw some seed out casually not really planting anything and and so before you knew it uh, she said that's coming up I said you better get the hose and and water it you see the point is this when God desires to take that which we are disappointed over and create a reason for it to live it will grow but our attitude and the way we respond in difficult and challenging times the seniors that were supposed to graduate as they've always done traditionally if you're careful If you're careful to remain positive in your attitude, you'll learn something and you'll go back to this year and say, wow, I've got a memory like no one else in my family. It was the year that we survived and we came through and and learned some wonderful, wonderful things. So what do you do when that happens? And here's a good text. Paul writes in Ephesians 6, 13. He's one. He gives us some gumption. And here's what he says. Stand your ground having done everything to stand. When you're slapped down, stand your ground. When you miss, stand your ground. When the news is not right, stand your ground. I love this little illustration of the young kid, just probably nine years of age. He's in his back 
uh, yard and uh, has a bat and has a ball. And he says, buddy, I am the greatest hitter of all time. He throws the ball up, takes a swing with the bat, and misses. And he thought, well, he gets the ball, picks it up, and he said, I am the greatest hitter of all times. And he threw that ball up, swung, and he missed again, and he cried out, strike two. And then he grabbed that ball again and put some spit in his hands and rubbed them together. And then took that ball and threw it in the air and took a swing at it and missed it and screamed, strike three. He said, wow, I'm the greatest pitcher that was ever born. In other words, he missed three times as a hitter, but he said, hey, I can be the pitcher and that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. Tonight, in these, through, in these few moments that we, that we have together, to learn how to say in the time that we're facing now, I want you to know when you miss and you might strike out, you can still be a hitter. So how are you going to do that? How, how are you going to do that when you turn on the television and you don't know what they're going to say much anymore? Here's what you're going to do. You're going to prepare the heart you got to prepare from the inside out. And that's what Joshua did. Joshua 3, uh, verse number 5 says, Joshua told the people, here it is, it's important, write this down in your notes, write this or just scribble this in your gravy there at the table. Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Consecrate yourself. Say that with me, y'all consecrate yourself. Well, what does, what does that mean? Joshua had been issued, he'd issued a decree and an order from God. All right, here's what I want you to do, Joshua. I want you to capture Jericho. I want you to cross the Jordan River, and I want you to invade the land of plenty that is the promised land. Well, Joshua was looking at the circumstances. You remember? It didn't turn out. He thought, I thought, you know, just just conquering Jericho would be one challenge. But look, the Jordan has overflowed the banks. And now I have to deal with that. And he just stood there for a few moments meditating. I don't know what his mind might have been thinking. But what he smelt in the air, it was both death and it was victory. Death and victory loomed in the air. He thought, on the one hand, I've got the promise of God I've got his word to me, and so that tells me victory. But I look and my people are restless. My people are beginning to murmur. My people are tired and weary. And in their mind's eye, all they can see is the swollen Jordan River. And they see how well covered that Jericho is. God, to them, it seems like, another failed dream you see here's what joshua knew though that the path to victory to overcoming and going through the barrier depended on a consecration because he knew that going through was not based on human intellect not on strength not on personality or savage joshua knew this was a spiritual challenge now, let me say this to some of you who need to hear it. You had challenges maybe today or challenges last week, or you've had a nagging challenge that just continues to confront. You know what it's there for? It's from the pit of hell to wear you down, to discourage you, to bring depression, 
to cause you to not be as focused as you need to be, that thing came from the enemy of your soul. Well, what you have to do is stand your ground. And after done every, doing everything else, you still have to stand. Sure, you have to make some tough decisions. Sure, you might have to have a confrontation. Sure, you might see the enemy out there much larger than you ever imagined, that Jordan River extremely wide. But would you do this? Would you put your focus on the one who promised to give you guidance and take you through every situation? It is known in the story in Joshua 1, hey, let's all, let's all reiterate the facts. Moses is dead. Here was God's word. Moses is dead. But he said, no one, Joshua, is going to be able to stand up against you. And Joshua, I want you to know, as I was with Moses, I, I am going to be with you. And you can take this to the bank. I am never going to leave you. And I'm never going to forsake you. Now, Joshua, you just make your mind up how you're going to project your faith today. What is it going to be? You're going to look at a swollen river, a failed dream, a group that was invited to the party that did not come, a canceled graduation. And you think, wow, you're just going to say, God, if that's what you're saying to me, if that's your desire, and remember this, God always partners with us. We are partners with him. His desire to bring to pass his purpose and his plan, he works through us. So to consecrate yourself, to be able to come with that spirit, you have to dedicate yourself and perfect yourself from the inside out. Jesus did two things right before the cross. One, he honored the Passover with the disciples. That was a time of worship, a time of thanksgiving. It was a time that they rejoiced over their deliverance from the bondage of Egypt. That's what Jesus did. And the second thing, he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was honest. He prayed there. And in that time of prayer, God strengthened him. That's consecration. And before every major miracle that you'll find in the Bible and in your life, there was a time of preparation. So wherever you are right now, can you see for a moment the undergirding presence of God that is preparing you for what God desires to have in your future? Can you stay strong long enough to see that come to pass? Can you remain faithful in God no matter what you see, a swollen river? And can you say, God, I, I know you're preparing me for something that is unbelievable this is what the Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.21. He said, if a man cleanses himself from the latter, he will be an instrument for noble purposes, made wholly useful to the master and prepared to do any good work. That's God's word to you. You prepare, you consecrate. Finally, James, Jesus' brother, 4.10 says, humble yourself before the Lord and what will he do? He will lift you up. So both of those are action steps that he says, you prepare, you humble yourself. And what will happen is that which God has planned for you, if he said the promised land is yours, then you can count on that. Number two, look toward the source. 
And I've said it often, and I say it often, and I say it often, and here it is again. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. There are times that we have to remind ourselves. There are times when we wade knee-deep into the swollen river. We have to turn around and walk out and say, God, it's not by might nor by power. This is going to come to pass because there is a supernatural move of the Holy Spirit taking place. And by the way, I believe it. Don't you take a negative view of what's happening right now in our culture, in our nation. Look at it as an opportunity and saying, God, I know you're setting us up for something that is beyond our imagination. There will be a revival. There will be lives that are changed. There will be homes that will come together all because we remain faithful to you, not by might nor power, but by your Holy Spirit. Look for the source. So what did he say? Tell the priest who carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. In every challenge, someone has to take a lead. You might as well take the lead tonight in your own circumstance. And in this situation, it was Joshua who was the leader, and it was the Ark of the Covenant which represented God. Said to the priest, you go on out there and take that Ark. You hit that water. You remain steadfast and faithful, and you watch what happens. You see, once you've spent time in the presence of God for con consecration, it really doesn't matter then in your mind, in your heart, what happens. Because here's what happens. When you consecrate yourself, all you can see is God and not necessarily the result. All you can see is God, time to praise and pray, pray unto Him, and, and you're not looking for results. You just like the two individuals walking on the road to Emmaus that said they didn't understand or didn't know that it was Jesus, but here's what they did know. I'll tell you what, that time did not our hearts burn within us when He was with us. That's what consecration will do to you. It's what it'll do to your life and your family. You say, well, what is the process? Follow the ark. What is the process? Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. Number two, step into the water. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Step into the water, fear nothing, for the, there is no fear in love. God, you, you got this. Attack the stronghold. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous in your emotions, in your prayer life, in your focus, in your purpose, and stand on the word of promise. God, I know without a doubt I can see Jericho. One day I'm going to walk through the streets of Jericho and then stand strong in your absolutes. Don't waffle here and there. Don't look at one channel. Listen to one report. You, 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 you let your yea be yea. Let your nay be nay. Make up your mind the kind of constitution you're going to have in your spirit. And you trust the Lord. And then you attack in prayer. And that's why I'm saying 2 Chronicles 7, 14. And the Lord said to Joshua, today, because you are doing what I told you to do, I'm going to raise you up so that the people will know that my hand of approval is on you 
And get this, I am with you even as I was with Moses. I will exalt you. You're going to have a story to tell when you come through this trial, whatever that might be. It's going to be a story of defeat. It's going to be a story of dismal failure. It's going to be a story of say we didn't make it. Or it's going to be a story of victory. You're going to say, I learned so much. I was able to gain so much knowledge of God. God let me see what was really important and valuable in my life and in my business. God opened a new door that I never would have known was there. But I kept pushing and kept praying. And kept moving forward by the grace of God. That'll be your story of victory or your story of defeat. And you get to determine. Number three, expect supernatural intervention. God will make a way. Come on, y'all out there. God will make a way where there is no way. You believe that? I believe it. Well, you don't understand, preacher. There have been times God didn't make a way. There have been times that he, he shut the door. Well, how did you respond to that? Well, I didn't like it one little bit. Well, what did you say to God? I'm not happy with you. I said, that's why you are where you are today, is you don't know how to manage disappointment. You don't know how to manage a no. You don't know how to manage a failure. You don't know how to manage when the path didn't work out. As a matter of fact, maybe if you'd managed it differently and said, God, this is your deal. You got this. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe in you. And I want you to know that my eyes are upon you. Here we go, Joshua 3, 13. As soon as. How, how soon? As soon as. The minute that faith kicked in, the minute that you said, I do. The minute that your, your constitution in your inner man said, yes, sir, I'm with God. The minute that the priest who carried the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan. The minute. Its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. You wouldn't have believed it had you seen it. But the minute, you remember you got to concentrate your, consecrate yourself. You remember you got to posture yourself. You've got to prepare the heart in the preparation that God, in fact, has for you and you've got to have the right focus so that so that when it's time to go you have that faith that's built up that gives you a strong confidence in the Lord all the other efforts that Joshua could have made would have been useless well why don't we just try to build a you know to build a raft or something so we can get it across maybe somebody builds some kind of a bridge no, God said, no, here's what I want you to do. I want you to walk to the water. And there's sometimes, friend, there's just not going to be any easy way for you to get deliverance. Sometimes there's just not going to be a way that you're going to get an easy answer. Sometimes you're going to have to put your shoulders back 
And you're going to have to do it God's way. And even in your, even in your head, you have doubts. You have to fill your heart up and consecrate it with the positive words of the Spirit. That you dig deep in the Scripture and God says, hey, nobody else, no one else could put their feet in the water. It's you. Wow. As soon as the priest walked out there with full assurance, their talk became their walk. Their spirit, just because why? Joshua, an unproven leader to this point, said to those priests, based on what God told me, not a committee, no fire in the sky, this is just what God said. The priest had the constitution to obey what Joshua told them. And they stepped into the water. Our belief in God's intervention, intervention is always supported by what we allow our minds to think. How are you managing that? How are you looking at the situation we're in today? How are you looking at COVID? How are you looking at all of that? You can get lost in all the narrative of what's happening. But listen, if you bathe your spirit and your mind and your thoughts in this book, right here and you trust God and you make your mind up to say every jot and tittle of this book is correct if he says I will not leave you nor forsake you I believe it if you trust him then how you respond to disappointments matters and then what you say in critical times what you say on Facebook, I'm fed up, I don't want this anymore. You know what? It doesn't matter what you want. What you want's not going to change what's going to happen one iota, not a minute. So if you speak what's in your heart, you become strong like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hey, King, listen, we're not going to be defied by what you want us to do. We're not going to bow down to your gods. If you throw us in the furnace, our God's going to deliver us. That's our will, our belief system. But even if, you, even if you throw us in and he doesn't, we still are not going to bow down to your God because our God is greater. You see, friend, you and I have the answer. You and I have the plan. You and I have the opportunity. Victory Church has the best opportunity we've ever had in this crisis. We call the ranks of our community together and we say, pray everybody. We say, if you have a need, let us know and we'll do our best to help you. We call the ranks together online. This coming Sunday afternoon, we're calling the ranks for those who can get in a car and drive out here for, for about an hour or less. We're calling everybody together and saying, hey, we are one voice, one word, and one plan. And when you do that, you line up with Almighty God. Here's what I know. God will honor His Word 
when he says, this too shall pass. Oh, yes, it will. But here's the key. What kind of person are you going to be when it does pass? And you look back and you say, I was a person of courageous faith to break through. Are you going to say, I whimped all the way through it. I displayed an attitude that wasn't positive, And I just showed my feelings. God, I'm sorry. God's looking for men, women, and young people who can say, take me at his word and watch what happens. Let's pause for prayer, shall we? Heavenly Father, I thank you for this moment together. I thank you for your word. I I pray now that you'll minister through the power of your Holy Spirit. I'm thanking you because I know, I know, I know, I know that nothing is impossible with you. So, Lord, there may be some that, boy, have hit the nail on the head for them tonight. They're kind of down and curled up on the sofa in their easy chair or sitting at the kitchen table. Or, and they know good and well the Holy Spirit spoke to them. But, God, the Holy Spirit always speaks to us to lift us up, to encourage us and to strengthen us, not to beat us down. So I pray, Lord, if there are those here and tonight listening and maybe their heart's not right. And God, maybe there's somebody that, that not too long ago, they were really on fire because they had a new experience in Jesus Christ and really recommitted their life to Christ. But, but God, this COVID-19 thing came and they've been back in some of the same old behavior that they had before they came and rededicated. Maybe, maybe they're playing around with a little fire. Tonight, I rebuke the lies of the enemy and I declare that you have the power to cleanse us and to make us right. If we just say, Almighty God, please forgive me. So I'm asking you out there, would you repeat this prayer after me? Would you do that? Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus who died for my sins. Lord Jesus, I trust you. And whatever you say, I want to honor you. So come into my heart. Cleanse me from all sin. Let me exercise my faith and be a person of great character and spiritual strength so right now Lord here am I if crossing the Jordan River is what you desire from me I am ready to go because I know your word said you would be with me I'm claiming that in Jesus name amen as you look and continue one more little worship moment, let me encourage you to be praying for the services on Sunday and then be praying for our coming together on Sunday night and the drive up and whatever. Just pray that God will move in a special way. And if you have any prayer needs, boy, be sure you get online and send them to us. Call them in. We want to know what to pray for for you. And no need is too small, okay? We love you now. God bless you, and let's have one more moment of worship. Here we go.
tonight. We hope that you'll join us this weekend for our next online experience. Have an awesome night.